Hey, welcome everybody to the Zoe Church Podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles that is all about the person and the message of Jesus. I'm excited because today we are jumping into a brand new series out of the book of Daniel. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 1 studying this book. I want to encourage you to join along with us and also... For the next 21 days, we are fasting and praying as a community. Join us along on the journey of prayer and fasting. Maybe you've never done that before, but I want to encourage you to try it out this year in 2023. I want to thank every person that gives, that listens to our podcast. You can go to our website or you can text Zoe to 77977 and give there. But let's jump in to this week's message called Veggie Might. Let's jump in. Daniel chapter 1. Go there in your Bible. Daniel chapter 1. We are going to start during the 21 days. We are going to study a book of the Bible together. And we are going to study together a book called Daniel. The book of Daniel. Now the name Daniel translated is God is my judge. So there's a little Tupac on this thing right here. God is my judge. Only God can judge me. So we're going to study the book of Daniel. You're good. Thank you so much, Kavos. Clap for our keyboard player. Doing such a great job. Thank you so much, bro. So Daniel, his name is God is, only God can judge me, or God is my judge. And Daniel is, he's a Jew. And at this time in history, the, the Jewish people have been in captivity and brought to Babylon. As they are in captivity in Babylon, the king of Babylon wants to call the brightest and the best to kind of serve in his courts as those that can solve mysteries, give him wisdom, help him when he has a bad dream. Wouldn't this be nice right now if you had like a crazy dream and you wake up, you can go to somebody and be like, I just had the weirdest dream. Can you interpret what this means? You ever have a dream and you wake up, you're like, I hope that I don't get deja vu from this dream right here. Hope this never comes to pass. But the king of Babylon, and you're going to see a couple different kings as we study this book. The king of Babylon called the brightest and the best to kind of help him as, a, as an advisory committee, as counselors, to help him solve problems for his personal life, but also for the nation. And so he calls, of course, from his nation the best, but while they're in captivity, he's like, well, I, got, I got all the Jewish people with me. Let's, let's get some of their guys. So he chooses four guys. Daniel's name was Belteshazzar, Belteshazzar, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to hear more about those three guys later. But he calls them and he asks them to be on the advisory. Watch here what it says, Daniel chapter 1, and watch how Daniel has been invited to the king's table and the decision that they make. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies. Let me translate that. That's for us never defiling ourselves to become Clipper fans. Just want to translate that for you. Nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and the goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. One of the things that you'll notice about Daniel is that God raised up Daniel to be a prophet to emperors and kings. I just want to ask you, what do you think God has raised you up to become? 
What has God raised you up to do? Because you have not been raised just for your own name. God did not give you the favor that you have received just so you could live a good life. But God raised up Daniel just like he did Esther for such a time as this. So God gave him favor. The reason why you have favor is not just for you. You have favor for purpose. Watch, and it says in verse 10, and the, and the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your faces look worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Verse 11, so Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. So he said, our, we're going to limit our diet to air one. We are not, we're not going anywhere else. We're not, you're not finding us at Ralph's, Pavilions, or not even Sprouts. We'll be at Whole Foods or air one. We're only going to have vegetables and water. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented in them, in this matter, and he tested them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion. Now, when I read this, I thought, wait, this is not good for all the models in our church that only eat vegetables and drink water. They don't want to look fatter in their face. So we're just going to skip over that for all you models. For everybody else, we're fine. After 10 days, they were better and fatter in the flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. I want to preach a message in installment number one, write down the title. It's called Vegemite. And I want to talk to you about the power of serving God over man. The power that will happen in your life for making a decision to say, no, 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 I don't want to live as everybody else lives. You need to understand in your life, just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean that you have to do it. Just because they say it's right does not mean that it is right. See, Daniel had what you and I need, and that is a conviction to not care what an earthly king says, but to only care what a heavenly king says. Daniel had might. He was 10 times better, not because of physical ability, but because he tapped into his spiritual ability. And he said, I know a God that is stronger. You might have an earthly king, but I have an earthly father. I have a heavenly father. And this guy rules the world. By the way, the reason why we fear God is because God told the sun to get up this morning. We don't just stand in awe of God. To stand in awe of God is not to just be like, wow. But to stand in awe of God is to fear God, to have reverence, to have honor. Daniel separated himself because he didn't have the fear of man, he had the fear of God. And as he lived his life this way, he developed a might on the inside. See, that's the, why the Bible says it's not by power and it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Yeah. 
The reason why we're fasting and praying for 21 days is we're saying, I'm not, de I'm not dependent upon my own strength. I'm dependent upon God's strength. I'm not going to try and make things happen in my own ability, but I'm going to tap into God's ability. That's why the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. See, in your own strength, and your own ability, you will never break that addiction. But when you tap into God's power, you can break any chain. In your own strength, in your own ability, you cannot forgive that person. But when you tap into God's strength, you can forgive anybody. In your own strength, in your own ability, you can never be a generous person. But when you rely on God's provision, you can be generous with your time, your talent, and even your treasure. we got to stop living on our own ability and start giving into God ability. I'm going to give you four things to encourage you today. Write down number one. I love this about Daniel. You need a purpose in your heart to live your life set apart. Go back to verse, verse 8. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. He would not defile himself. To defile means, means to make unclean, to render foul or dirty. It's a general sense. Daniel said, I'm not going to become defiled. I'm not going to become foul. I, I'm purposing in my heart to live my life set apart. In other words, hear me, you're not like everybody else. You, you can't do what everybody else does. You, you can't watch what everybody else watches. You, you can't listen to what everybody else listens to. You're different. I grew up my whole life, you know, my parents were like, you're different. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you're different. I, I know. <laughs> what, what they're trying to teach me from a young age is you're, you're, not, you're set apart. God, God says in 1 Peter... You be holy because I'm holy. God is set apart above all other gods. So, so the Bible recognizes there are other gods. There's a lot of other gods. But our God is set apart from them. And God says because I'm set apart, you live set apart. Don't live like everybody else. Don't indulge in what everybody else indulges in. You live a life set up. Daniel said, listen, it might be good for all y'all from, from this country to do that, but as for us, we just can't indulge in it. For, for I, I know, I'm, man, I'm telling you the T-bone steak, Walter's ate and cheese grape. I wish I could have it, but I just, I can't indulge. That was for a few people over here. 90s babies were like, okay. <laughs> Conversate for a few, because in a few. Anyways, um. The reality is, is that the more you realize that God has called you to be a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a marvelous light, things that other people can quite easily, it's a meal, steak, it's ribeye. What was wrong? What, there's nothing wrong with this bread. But Daniel said, I, I, I. We're just some Jewish kids. It, it, it just for us. It just wouldn't be right if we if we sat at the king's table and and had the merlot with everybody. We just we know that God set us apart. We 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 the, the, we just on our conscience. See, the Bible says you must serve the Lord with a clean conscience. And your conscience is is guilty. Your conscience is dirty before you confess who God is in your life. The only thing that cleanses your conscience 
It's not just living blameless. It's also confessing that you're a sinner in need of grace. And he says, it wouldn't be good on my conscience to indulge in this. You've got to purpose in your heart to live your life set apart. You've got a purpose in your heart. When everybody else is going this way, I'm swimming upstream. That's what being a Christian is. It's saying, I'm not going the way of the world. I'm not thinking like everybody else thinks. I'm not calculating like everybody else calculates. I've not been called to live for this place. I have a greater home and a greater purpose, and I've purposed in my heart to live my life set apart. We're setting apart 21 days. While everybody else in the world is, is, is having a good time, we're saying, I'm setting apart 21 days. These are holy days in my home, holy days in my heart that I would live for my God and my God alone. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm setting apart 21 days because I've, I so want to live a life that is set apart. I promise you the fulfillment and the satisfaction that you are looking for, it will never come from indulgence. It will always come from living a life that is holy and consecrated under your master. And Daniel got a book in the Bible, not because he decided to be like, you know what, guys, let's not offend anybody. We don't want to get made fun of. They might say something on social media. Come on, boys, let's just, let's just go with the grain. Let's go with the flow. Let's be easy. Let's just sit at the king's table and enjoy no, Daniel said, we, we, hey, man, hey, he called over the, 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 the kind of the GM of the restaurant. Hey, man, come here. Is there any way you could talk to the chef and we could just get some, like, carrots and celery? And, 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 and if, if you don't mind, we don't want tap water. You guys have alkaline? <laughs> We're watching that pH balance. It wasn't about food, was it? Well, it had nothing to do with diet. It had everything to do with faith. It has nothing to do with what you put in your mouth as food and consuming. The kingdom of God is above eating and drinking. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. And Daniel wanted to live a righteous life. Daniel wanted to live a life that would please a God that is set apart. How could I live with the flow when my God is not with the flow? If God is set apart, I must be set apart. The first thing is that we've got a purpose in our heart. See, at the end of the day, you've got to make a decision. Have you, ever, have, you, have you ever recalled a time in your life where you had to make a big life decision? We had to make a decision like, I'm going to start this company. I'm going to start this script. I'm going to start this project. Or I'm going to stop doing this thing. I hope that you come into this year drawing some lines in the sand and saying, this is the year I stop that thing. This is the year I start that thing. This is, I'm, 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 I'm making a vow to God. See, the enemy of your life wants to lull you to sleep, that you just go with the flow. You never make a choice. They'll make all the choices for you of what you'll watch, what you'll wear, and what you'll think. But when you live for God, you say, I'm making some choices. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You got a purpose in your heart to live a life set apart. Write down number two. You got a naturally impressive, can't produce God-sized miracle. Naturally impressive. Now, what I love about this, I'll show it to you again in verse 4. Naturally impressive does not produce God-sized miracles. So you are, I want to just acknowledge that you are mad talented. You are incredible. You're gifted beyond description. You are amazing. And the reason why I know this is because God made you. 
And God does not make ordinary. He just doesn't. The Bible says when you were in your mother's womb, God himself was putting you together. The way I like to call you, you're a designer's original. We've never had another you. We'll never have another you. And God put together your personality and your gift mix and your grace and your anointing and your calling. God did that. But above your natural ability. See, I think we live in a town that is obsessed with their own gift. Because their gift makes room for them. Their gift makes money for them. Their gift can do all. You are so gifted. Never fall in love with your gift. Always fall in love with your God. Your gift is whoo, but it's not made for your fame. It's made for his renown. It's not made to make you famous. It's made to make God more famous. That's why Jesus said, men should see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. When you operate in your gift, it doesn't make you look good. It makes God look good. Natural ability can never produce God-sized miracle. Look here in verse 4. Young men, the king was choosing these kind of guys. Young men without any physical defect. So immediately I'm eliminated because of calf muscles. Immediately I'm out. Immediately I'm gone. So I'm just, I'm out. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. So these are like Ivy League kind of level guys. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. And the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table, and they were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. So these guys, they were handsome, they were talented, they were smart, they had an aptitude, they, they, they were the top of the top, and they were going to come in for three years, and they were going to get trained. And then, So they're going to college to be trained to serve in the king's court. Daniel said, we can get the training, but we can't indulge in all the stuff. Because he made the decision to purpose in his heart, to live a life set apart, watch what happens in verse 19 and 20. The king talked with them, and he found Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were on their Air One Whole Foods diet. When they entered the king's service, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his old kingdom. They he found these Jewish kids 10 times better than all the regulars. I want to just encourage you today because you might not feel like you're that talented. It doesn't matter whether you feel like you're the, the creme of the creme or you're the low of the low. Never live on natural ability because when you live for God, God has the ability to start cooking miracles into your life. God can start to do the ordinary into the extraordinary. God can take normal people like me and you and make you heads above the class. I don't know about you, but I'm not living on natural ability this year. I'm living on the grace of God. I'm living on the favor of God. I'm, I'm, I'm dependent upon my maker. 
they, they tested these guys, and they brought all the magicians, and they brought all the guys, and they brought all the people that ate at the table and those that didn't eat at the table, and they said, OMG, this guy, Balthazar, and his buddies, they are ten times better. What will separate you from the others in your workforce? What will separate your business from other businesses? What will make you stand out? What will make you the head and the, not the tail? It is not your ability. It is not your, your physical prowess. It is not your smarts. It is not your creativity. It's the fact that there's a, a anointing. There is a grace. There is a love. There is something that God put on you and something that God put in you. Natural ability cannot produce God-sized miracles. And when you start depending upon God and looking to God and saying, God, I don't got a shot without you. Unless you grow this family, I don't have a shot. Unless you grow this business, I can't do it. It's not by my own ability, but it's by my God ability. You start living in that, and these guys say, oh, I don't know what they did. I saw them. They were eating celeries and carrots. These jokers got addicted to tofu. <laughs> and they are somehow, some way, ten times better. I just want to encourage you that your separation is not in your cool factor or anything you can do. But what really sets you apart is the fact that you're a follower of the way. And you're a follower of this man named Jesus who can give you grace. Grace, by definition, is undeserved blessing and unmerited favor. And God can bless you beyond your wildest dreams when you follow him. So I, this year, I want to encourage you. I know you got ability. I know you got, you were made by God, of course. By the way, just good life hack. I think you should always live impressed with others. Because isn't it impressive the genius that God put inside of every person? Every person has something to add because they were made by God himself. And so we're impressed with natural ability, but what really impresses us is the ten times better stuff when God gets involved. And it's surely God's power and God's grace and God's touch. And that is what Daniel experienced. The third thing that we see in the book of Daniel, wisdom is found in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The wisdom, watch what he said again, verse 20. In all matters of wisdom and understanding about the kings which he examined them, he found them ten times better. Wisdom, where does wisdom come for you? By the way, wisdom has three legs. It's knowledge, understanding, and righteousness. Knowledge, understanding, and righteousness. So God wants to give you great knowledge. Why do you need knowledge? I cannot apply what I do not no. So once I know what to do, I can do it. So God gives you knowledge. He gives you understanding. In fact, God, he'll give you supernatural understanding on life. How did you get understanding on, on how to run a business? How did you get understanding on marriage? How did you get understanding on parenting? How did you get such understanding? I got understanding from God. Look here in Psalm 119. Watch what God says. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. When I first read that verse, I was like 19, 20 years old. I was sitting at a Starbucks. I was just drinking my coffee. I read that Psalm 119. I thought, I'm smarter than my Bible college professors. I remember I went back into class. I was just looking at him like, you're not smarter than me. <laughs> How do you get such understanding from God? 
So he gives you knowledge, understanding, and righteousness. He, he helps me live a righteous life and wisdom. No, 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 we're not going there. We're not eating on that table. We're not hanging out with those kind of people. We're not going to do that kind of stuff. Why? Because I got wisdom. And wisdom says I understand what they're going to do. I got knowledge about what happens there, and I want to live a righteous life. So wisdom comes to you in knowledge, understanding, and righteousness. Because God wants you to live a righteous life, to walk in the righteousness of God. And how does wisdom come to your life? Wisdom comes to you through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. These 21 days are, are 21 days to say, I just want to have a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you haven't talked to God in a long time. Let's take 21 days and talk to God. Instead of watching TV, let's talk to God. Instead of listening to that kind of music, let's just talk to God. Let's develop a strong, vibrant, healthy intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when you get closer to God, God starts to download his heart and his mind into your life. And all of a sudden, people look around, they go, Dang, how'd you get to be so wise? Like, ah, I go to Zoe. <laughs> Nothing to do with church. It's everything to do with a relationship with God. Daniel had 10 times the wisdom than the other guys. Now, we already read it. They were smart. They had aptitude. They were the brightest of the brightest. How did he get 10 times? He had a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, God can give you wisdom. And you start to understand stuff. You're like, I know your SAT score. You ain't that smart. I know your ACT score. You are for sure not that smart. You are not, you can't even spell that well. How'd you get to be so wise? I'll tell you why. I have a relationship with God. And when you have a relationship with God, God starts to give you wisdom. And you start living ten times better than you used to live. So I believe this year you could grow in exponential ways. But you cannot grow in exponential ways without a relationship with God. You know who was doing this? Jesus. Luke 2.52, where do we see him? He's in the temple. What is he doing? He's growing in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Maybe this could be a year where you, like Jesus, grow in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. I pray over you this year that you grow in more favor with God and more favor with man. But above favor, everybody's like, oh, yeah, give me some favor. Need it. Above favor. I get it. I get it. We all want favor because it's not fair. But above favor, what if you could make your mission to receive the wisdom of God? I say, Lord, I, I, I don't know how to. These kids... You gave me some crazy kids. I don't know how we're going to raise these guys. This situation, Lord, I don't know how to navigate this situation. But, Lord, I believe I can make decisions that are ten times better than everybody else if I have a relationship with God. You know, it all boils down to a relationship with Jesus. Serving him, knowing him, following him. God did not invite you into religion. He invited you into a relationship with him. So we see this Daniel, and he sets himself apart. Why? Because he purposed in his heart. I'm, I'm not going to live a life of mixture. I'm going to live a life set apart. And I know that I can't just rely on my own natural ability. I need miracles in my life. Raise your hand if you need a miracle in your life. You just need a miracle. Yeah. So if you need a miracle, you don't tap into self. You tap into God. So it's not about how hard you work. It's about how much you trust. 
right? And we need wisdom. You need wisdom. I need, I need wisdom. I need a lot of wisdom for what I'm up against. You need a lot of wisdom for what you're up against. Wisdom comes from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. My last part, I want to close with worship team, you come join. It's my favorite part of Daniel chapter 1. It's the last verse in Daniel chapter 1. Watch how we conclude chapter 1. I can't wait to get to chapter 2, but just watch how it concludes here in Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1, verse 21. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Last simple verse. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Well, then the question is, well, when, how long until the first year of King Cyrus? If you study out this chapter, the Bible is showing us that Daniel remained in this position for 60 more years. I just want to give you the last point right down to point number four today. I want you to grow old in faithfulness. Grow old in faithfulness. That this is a year to grow old in being faithful to God. In other words, we start the January and we're like, you know what? New year, new me, 21 days. And we're like, man, I'm telling you, if you do the fast, first seven days, it's just a headache. Just wishing I was eating bread and sugar. You don't think you're addicted to sugar? Wait till tomorrow. 14 days, it's like, woo, want to cheat? Do I want to cheat? Last week, you're like, all right, we made it this far. We might as well go. We might as well just make, man, we might as well just, we're going to get to 21 days. But 21 days, that's something. That's, we applaud you. But 21 days or 10 days ain't nothing compared to 60 years. In other words, Daniel said, I'm going to be faithful and set my life apart, not for a season, not for a flash in the pan, not for a moment, not for a couple years, but I'm going to grow old in being faithful to God. Can you see it? Can you fast forward the tape? Because the more I grow old, the more I'm like, man, please, God, let me be old and lifting my hands. Let me be old and studying the Bible. Let me be old and giving my tithe. Let me be old and serving the house of God. I want to grow old in faithfulness. I don't know if you've ever been able to fast forward your tape, but where are you going to be in five years? The way that you're living your life, what's it going to look like in 10 years? Who are you going to be in a decade or two from now? But Daniel made decisions right here that allowed him to grow and grow and grow. And he said, I'm not going to be a one-hit wonder. I'm not going to be here for a moment and gone tomorrow. I'm not going to let the enemy pluck my life out of the house of God. I'm going to be committed to loving and serving God. Oh, you want to clap today like you want to grow old in faithfulness to God. I read that last verse. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Daniel remained there. This is not a fun place. He remained there till what? When was the first year of kings? When I read 60 years, I said, Jesus, help me. Help me to be in the house of God for, for 60 years. I remember this one story in Bible college. One of my professors told me this story. He said he was out fishing with his father, who was a minister, a retired minister. And they were wading through the, this lake. They're just like on these floaties. And he looks over at his dad, and his dad is looking down at some, some note cards. And so he kind of swam next to his dad, this older, old preacher. And he said, Dad, what are you doing? And his dad looked over at his son. He said, Son, just memorizing more scriptures just memorizing more verses 
And when I heard that story, I thought, God, please. Let me be a man that falls more in love with you the older I get. I don't want to be old and cranky, old and disturbed, old and disappointed, old and broken. But let me be old and praising. Let me be old and laughing. Let me be old and serving. I want to grow old in faithfulness to God. I don't know if you've thought about the end of your life or the next couple years, but it's not about 21 days and it's not about 2023. We live these years in American culture where it's like, get a resolution. I got a resolution from now to forever. Find me in the house of God. Find me in the presence of God. Find me as an addict. I don't got to shout without him. Daniel, we're moved, we're moved, we're moved. Not because of 10 days. 10 days? You don't become a legend off 10 days. You might go viral. There's a difference between being infamous and famous. Legends never die. You're not a legend because you lasted for 10 days. You're a legend because you lasted for 60 years. And for 60 years, that man, he remained faithful in his post. And he served the Lord with gladness. I pray that over you this year, that you start getting awakened to the legacy that God wants to build in your life. That you say, I want to grow old in faithfulness to God. You know what that's called? It's called having wisdom. Understanding. Knowledge. And righteousness. Anybody can. A one-hit wonder? Man, I grew up with Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. We got so many people that the love for God, the temptation is to grow cold. Daniel found a way to keep it hot. Daniel found a way to say, it doesn't matter if it's Nebuchadnezzar or another king, you're not gonna plug me out, I'm serving my God. No matter what you throw against me, you can tell me to stop praying, I'm still gonna pray. You can tell me to eat at the table, I'm not gonna eat at that table. I have a resolve. The other day I was putting my son to bed, I was putting him to bed and I was, I was, I was kind of giving him back scratches and. I ran my, my, my fingers along his spine. And it's my seven-year-old. He's, he's my only smart one. We're one for three. Now I was running my fingers and I said, son, do you know what this is called? He said, that's my spine. Not surprised. He said, that's right. It's your spine. And I just can't help myself. It's just the way I'm wired. I'm old now. I start going in on leadership. I'm like, that's right, son. And you got to have a backbone in life. And you can't be spineless. And you got to be a man of God. And you got to rise up. And there's going to be all kinds of adversaries and all kinds of things that come against you, son. And you're going to have to have a spine when you grow up, son. They're going to grow up and be like, dad was the worst. <laughs> but I prayed over you that you have a spine. That when everybody else is going one way, you say, I don't got my eyes on them. I've got my eyes on Jesus. He's the author and he's the finisher of my faith. I'm serving God. I'm growing old in faithfulness. I know who God is. He brought me out of darkness and he brought me into light. He brought me 